The following program is a paid commercial, which has been paid for by the advertiser, whose products and or services are featured in this program. Mindful of your health. Sponsored by Emergence Health Network. Hi, everyone. We are glad that you can join us for another episode of EHN's Mindful of Your Health podcast. September is Suicide Prevention Month, so we want to spend uh, some time today to talk about this very important topic, and that is suicide prevention. We've invited one of our crisis specialists with us today. That is Molly Lewin-Wivinos. And we want to thank you so much for being with us to talk about this. Uh, you are a licensed professional counselor in our crisis department. And you also said a uh, chemical... I'm a licensed chemical dependency counselor. Okay. Well. So, as I mentioned, September Suicide Prevention Month. Yes. What is the most important message that you want to get out? We're going to start with that to the ones who are listening and, and watching this. So definitely want to let people know that suicide is definitely preventable does not have to happen um this month that we are you know shining the spotlight on suicide and suicide prevention gives us a chance to really promote that awareness around suicide and mental health issues but it also gives us a chance to educate people on all those stigmas and stereotypes that are associated just help us to just debunk and crush those stereotypes and that really is the first step of of combating this correct definitely i mean people just you educate yourself and you, you know what you didn't know. Okay. And we talk about um, suicide prevention. What are some of the myths surrounding suicide? Um, you know, it, it is preventable. That's one thing that you said that yes. is interesting. Yeah. Um, there's, there's lots of myths that are just completely untrue. One of them is uh, they're just looking for attention. They're just asking for attention. Well, it can definitely be attention in the sense that they're calling out for help, right? Um, people think that, um, well, you know what? Just because they, they say it, they don't mean it. They're not going to go through with it. No, mm -hmm. there have been plenty of people that die by suicide that tell someone close to them they do plan on killing themselves and they don't have any reason to live. People may think that, oh, just because you're mentally ill, that's the only reason someone's going to consider a suicide. No, have more than half of the people that die by suicide they do not have a mental health diagnosis at the time of their death. And even if there is a mental health diagnosis, there, I mean, it is, it is manageable, you know, with the right help of mental health professionals and a healthy support system, someone who also learns about their diagnosis and what they can do to manage it. You know, it, it is definitely possible. Okay. And it doesn't have to get to that point, uh, you know, and hopefully it doesn't, but where we call crisis. I mean, you are a crisis specialist. Right. And at that point, if you've, if you've had a, a mental health concern before, you don't address it, you don't take care of it, it eventually or could possibly get to the point of you're at that crisis level. Is that how it works? Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of, and there's some stigma too around, you know, stereotypes around um, validating people's emotions and feeling your emotions, right? It's just that sissy stuff and no, just suck it up, no. A lot of times the clients that we see, they have so much on their mind and on their heart that they've just been holding on to. 
and they don't have someone to talk to. They don't have that support. So mm. it, it matters, you know, just being able to talk about those things with someone you can trust that's going to support you. Okay. Uh, we, we address some of the myths, but I learned something while in this position with the Emergence Health Network um, when it comes to suicide prevention and that conversation that you should have with someone, you know, you, you think that they're going through something, you you know, uh, maybe they've, they've uh, you know, had some conversations where they talked about hurting themselves or they shouldn't be here or they don't matter. How do you approach that conversation? Do you directly ask them, are you thinking of committing suicide? We want to be as direct as possible. And this is a very, I mean, I'm just going to say it, it's a very uncomfortable conversation to have if you're not you know, if you're not used to it, but being direct is the best approach. It lets them know you have my attention. I am here. I care about you. You matter to me. I'm listening. What do you need? Okay. So, yeah. And what happens after that conversation? What if the person uh, does say, yes, uh, I've, I've, I don't want to be here anymore. What is the next step? Because that's what I've heard too. What if I ask them that question? I don't know what to do afterward. Yeah. Yeah, like, oh my gosh, you are? Okay, oh, what do we do? Yes, yeah, so um, we have wonderful resources at our crisis and emergency services. Uh, they can come in on a walk-in basis. It's a 24-7 clinic, and they can be assessed by a crisis specialist that helps us to determine the level of care that they need. You know, maybe it's inpatient care. Um, we have the crisis hotline that's also 24-7 mm -hmm. with our crisis specialist. So if you need to talk to someone in your immediate crisis, Call them. Right That's what and just real quick, that crisis hotline that she's talking about, that Molly's talking about, is 24-7. It's 915-779-1800. Or they can also uh, dial 988 now. Yes. So that's a valuable resource to have. So you mentioned, okay, you ask the person, they say yes. Do you take action right then? Or do you say in the morning, we're going to talk about this? Or what do you do? Do you not leave them alone? What, what are your suggestions at that point? You know, just, just talking to someone and giving them that space to talk about what's going on with them. And it, it really makes a difference just okay. being able to unload and let some of that go. Um, but if we are still having concerns for someone's safety, um, we want to stay with them. We want to stay calm, you know, be patient with them. Um, and again, we have those resources to call and ask for help. Okay. Um, so that's that's you bring up a good point, Molly. So the 24-hour uh, crisis hotline that we have, it is for individuals. Let's say personally, you're feeling as though you um, you know are at that point, that crisis level. Yes, by all means, call. But if it's me wanting to call on how to interact with a person, we can advise them and kind of talk them through that too. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Especially if, again, if it's for a family or friend or coworker that's like, you know what, I don't know what to do, uh, someone help. Yeah, we can definitely guide them in that process. Okay, and that's that's important to know. That's a very valuable resource. Um, okay, what are, we talked about the myths surrounding, um, and, and I wanna go back to one that, that I had read. Once suicidal, always suicidal. Is that's a myth? Definitely a myth. I mean, someone who is even contemplating taking their own life, they're hurting, they're in pain, you know, and some people want to just brush that off or it, it matters. Okay. They're going through this, they're, they're feeling overwhelmed. A lot of times it's maybe it's not that they are wanting to follow through with killing themselves, but whatever situation they're in, whatever feeling that they're feeling, they just want it to stop. Okay. And by listening, that is the first step. Absolutely. It's, it's amazing just what offering that support and validation for someone can do. Okay. 
the next thing is, um, you know, signs. And we've heard that and we've, we've done a few of these episodes now, you know, with the podcast. But we can never say it enough. What are some of those signs uh, or, or behaviors that we should be familiar with? Uh, when someone is might be at that point. Okay, so yeah, we definitely want to listen to what they're telling us. If they're letting us know that they're feeling hopeless, uh, that they have no reason to live, that they're um, that they are a burden to someone, right? That um, they just I don't see the point for being here anymore. We want to look at those behaviors too. Okay. Are they increasing their alcohol? drug use are they sleeping too much sleeping too little are they withdrawing and isolating themselves that's a really big red flag are they actively looking online to mm. you know purchase a gun or some means to hurt themselves um are they writing goodbye letters calling people to say goodbye are they putting their affairs in order financially or having conversations like hey if something ever happens to me will you please just make sure that so and so is taken care of okay so these are all signs. And if you feel as though, you know, am I overreacting? Are they really, uh, you know, saying that to me? Am I reading too deep into it? That crisis hotline, give us, you know, a call and we could say, you know, no, we think that we need to do A, B, C, or D. Absolutely. We, okay. we take it very seriously if okay. someone is making that up right. Okay. Molly, thank you. Uh, we're going to take a 30 second break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about suicide survivor. And it may not be what you're thinking about. We'll explain. At Emergence Health Network, your behavioral health is our commitment. For more than 55 years, we have been serving our community, providing mental health programs, substance use treatments, assistance for our veterans, and 24-hour crisis care. This is us working for you. Thank you so much for sticking around because we want to continue our conversation on suicide prevention. September is Suicide Prevention Month, which is a very important month for awareness. But we want to make sure, Molly, that this is something that we keep in mind every day of the year, correct? Absolutely. It is important that we are always out there uh, making sure that we're taking care of our, our loved ones and family members. Definitely. Okay. So before the break, we we talked about suicide survivors. Now, when I first heard that, I thought, okay, these are individuals who uh, attempted suicide and, and didn't complete it. But suicide survivor actually means the the ones surviving those left behind. Right. Those are the friends or family members of the people that have died by suicide. Okay, and obviously, you know, it goes without saying, they, they are impacted in a very traumatic way. Absolutely. Um, if we're talking just, you know, grief on its own, losing someone or, or somebody, um, there's so many emotions at any given moment that are completely normal to have. Uh, grief is not just a, a, a simple straight line. It's, it is all over the place, right? On any given day, we don't know what we're gonna be feeling. When it comes to suicide survivors, you know, there's just uh, guilt and anger and uh, confusion and shame. And these are really intensified feelings that just worsen or complicate that grief. Especially again, we're, we're going back to that stigma of if they let someone know that they lost a family or friend due to suicide, because of that stigma around it, there's just, you know, that could really complicate or worsen their grief. You know, asking the question, why? that's going to happen a lot. And these individuals may feel just completely alone, like they're on another planet. It's just really intensified feelings. 
Yeah. You know, when you when you just said right now, uh, you know, going through grief, uh, you know, through a natural cause or let's say, uh, you know, a medical illness, that's tough. But you add this circumstance to it. And as you mentioned, I could only imagine that it is magnified. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a unique experience. Um, sometimes with our loss, it's not planned. You know, so there's just, again, all, all those emotions, shock and denial and anger and depression and just, you know, um, mm. confusion. It's it's all to be expected. It's all normal. Okay. So what advice would you have for suicide survivors to, to seek help, therapy? I know that, that we offer, you know, a lot of therapy and, and group therapy, right? So Absolutely. Yeah, I was, I was going to mention, you know, we have that suicide survivor group that we host the last Tuesday of every month at our crisis and emergency services from 6 to 7.30. That's for anyone that has lost a family or friend to suicide. And, you know, if they need individual counseling or family counseling, that is something we can provide too. Again, just talking to someone about what's going on and having having a place where someone is not going to judge us mm -hmm. or make us feel bad. You know, they're going to validate can't say it enough. Yeah, I've heard that a lot through yeah. these these episodes. Uh, that validation is key, and when it comes to mental health and mental wellness, yeah, and especially true. here. Mm -hmm. So let's say we we know of a friend, mm -hmm. a coworker, um, you know, a, a loved one who has lost someone, uh, you know, with completed suicide. What do we say to them? What do we not say to them? Uh, so we definitely don't want to minimize. What they're going through right and we do not want to um rush them along in this process right we don't want to compare their loss to someone else's mm. do not do that um this is already a confusing enough time you know and it's it's interesting to note that some people like okay what do i say what do i do i, I don't know what does there do well that's where a mental health professional can really you know get in there and, and help to guide you through that process um if we are uncomfortable with acknowledging some kind of emotion, we need to find some way to work through that or understand what is it about it that makes me uncomfortable and learn how to overcome that. Um, we want to know that we're there for them. Mm -hmm. Again, we want to validate and, and let them know that whatever you're feeling, hey, it's to be expected, it's normal. We want to be patient with them. You know, it could be weeks or months later that that loss just might hit them. Okay. You know, it might really sink in. Um, we want to really encourage them to practice that self-care. Okay. You know, sleeping and, and eating well. Um, there's no right or wrong way to grieve. Okay. You know, it's it's a process. It's a process. But like you mentioned, mm -hmm. uh, from an outsider trying to help, uh, you know, someone in that situation, listening um, and, and validating and letting them know that, that there's help out there. Absolutely. They don't, again, someone does not have to go through this alone. Okay. You know, there's resources, there's plenty of ways that we can help that person. And I'm going to bring this to an individual who is maybe um, thinking about harming themselves and then also the suicide yes. survivors. But seeking help is actually a sign of strength. It's not a sign of weakness, right? Because all too often, yeah. I, th I, you know, you read about it in suicide. Uh, they don't want to seek help because they think that they're being weak. You know, right. but that's not necessarily the case. You right. got to be very strong to do that. It it really does take strength to ask for help. You know, to admit, you know what? I don't know what to do. I am struggling in a moment of crisis. 
sometimes we have all the coping skills there, but just at that moment, it's like, I don't know, like it's just gone. And then other times in crisis, this is a situation I have no planning or skills to get me through this moment. So yeah, it really does take strength to just ask for the help. And know that you're not alone. You talk about crisis services and at, at Emergence Health Network, we do offer our crisis and emergency services, obviously, which you are part of. Uh, talk briefly about the EOU, which is our extended observation unit, and that's open 24-7. So we have our hotline that's available to anyone. We also have a physical location where you could meet with a mental health professional face-to-face 24-7. Definitely. And again, those crisis specialists can uh, conduct those assessments so that we know what level of care that person is needing in that moment. Um, we have our CIT. I want to mention yes. them. Awesome group of people. Uh, that's our crisis specialist paired with the El Paso Police Department. Mm -hmm. They're available for the community. Um, you call 911. You request a CIT unit. If they are available, they will respond. If you're just needing that immediate crisis de-escalation. Um, the EOU, right? That is our short-term stabilization unit. Um, our clients are with us typically from 24 to 48 hours based on their needs. Um, they are evaluated daily by our psychiatric nurse practitioner. Okay. Our case managers, they're awesome. They provide the appropriate follow-up care for those clients. And they are given, our clients are given that individual or family therapy with a licensed professional counselor. And I really do believe that just having that one-on-one -on -one to give them that therapy enhances that treatment. Yes, and just so the, the, the general public understands, our EOU is what I compare to like a, um, a miniature hospital ER room. But when you're going to the ER for a medical condition, they're going to triage you. And if you've had a heart attack or a stroke or involved in a car accident, you're going to be seen first, obviously, in a hospital as it should be. At our EOU, we focus 100% on your mental health at that moment that you're in crisis. So you get that immediate attention right away. Absolutely. It is, it's a brief and it's a short stay, but you know what? We can do a lot in that time frame. Okay. And just again, just having having that one-on-one -on -one time with the clients. I mean, I, I wish it was more, but yeah, um, yeah they, they do tell me that it's, it's, it's great to have that support and just be able to talk about these things. Okay. Molly, thank you so very much. Uh, such a very important topic. And again, obviously, uh, you know, September Suicide Prevention Month, but we need to keep these conversations going um, all the time. Is, is that the recommendation that you have? Absolutely. And if we don't know how to do it, hey, there's a, a team of professionals ready, willing, and just waiting to help you. So please don't be afraid to reach out to us. Okay. Now, any of these resources that we've discussed today are on our website, which is emergencehealthnetwork.org. You'll have the crisis hotline number there that we talked about. We'll have uh, more information and the address for our uh, EOU, our extended observation unit, which is over on Yendel. Mm -hmm. um, so all of that on our website. And um, thank you guys for being with us and joining us for this episode of Mindful of Your Health. And thank you for the valuable information that you shared. Thank you. Privileged to be here. We'll see you next time. Thank you for letting us be mindful of your health. Brought to you by Emergence Health Network. We'll see you next time. The preceding program was a paid commercial, which has been paid for by the advertiser, whose products and or services are featured in this program.